The following message is from Temple Bible Church. For more information about the church and its ministries, visit www.templebiblechurch.org. So we are studying the book of Proverbs, so I want to challenge and encourage you ladies out of Proverbs. This morning we're going to stay with the theme, and I'm going to address you in a message we called Be a Wise Mom. I apologize. We ran out of bulletins a long time ago. last two hours were pretty full, so uh, we pray that uh, you can take some notes or pull out your phone and take notes, whatever you want to do, or just follow along. It'll also be up on the website starting uh, Monday afternoon, so you have that choice as well. So uh, someone sent me a thing, how to know if you're really a mama, okay? How do you know if you're really a mama? So here are a few things you know you're really a mama. You're really a mama if you fast forward through the scene when the hunter shoots Bambi's mama, okay? (laughs) You know you're really a mama if that happens. You know you're really a mama if you hire a babysitter because you haven't been out with your husband in ages and you spend half the night talking about and checking on the kids. Can any of you relate to that out there? Yeah, that's it. You're on the phone texting back and forth with the babysitter or whatever else. You know you're a mom if your child throws up and you catch it. (laughs) How many of you mamas have done that? Let's be honest. Yeah, you've done it. There we go. Uh, But you really know you're a mama when somebody else's kid throws up at a party and you keep on eating. (laughs) The dads kind of walk away, but the moms are so used to it, they just keep eating. It doesn't bother them one bit. Uh, You know you're a mom if you hide in the bathroom to be alone. Okay, true confession. How many of you ladies have done that recently? Yeah, there we go. Okay, there we go. Uh, You know you're a mom if you want to take out a contract on the kid who broke your child's favorite toy and made him or her cry. Okay. (laughs) Now, sometimes being a mama is not easy. A lady named Barbara Johnson wrote a book on mamas, and she said, it was easy to be a mama. It wouldn't start off with something called labor, and uh, that's how it is. So some days are harder than others, right? Here are some hard days for mamas, okay? (laughs) Uh, There's a hard day. This is really a hard day right there. Uh, Can you imagine that? Uh, Here's a hard day. Uh, Here's another hard day. Baby two's coming. Look at that. She's really excited about not being an only child, right? And uh, here's my favorite one. That's a hard day right there. Okay, I need to talk to all the kids in here. You do not have Pastor Gary's permission to do that in the grocery store this week. Your parents are going to blame me for showing you that, okay? So, but I dare one of you to do it and come and tell me next week. So, Proverbs 14.1 says this. The wise woman builds her house, the foolish woman tears it down. The wise woman builds her house, but the foolish woman tears it, tears it down with her own hands. When I read that, ladies, I recognize you're either in the construction business or the destruction business. You're either in the construction business or the destruction business. You're either constructing this home, building it up. Obviously, it's a metaphor, not of a physical home, but of your home. That is your kids and your spouse and those with you. The wise woman builds her house up. She's in the construction business. The foolish woman's in the destruction business. She tears her house down with her own hands. And so what I'd like to do this morning is to contrast and compare the worldly mama, the, the, the foolish mama, versus the godly mama, the wise mama. And so Proverbs does that for us in many places. In Proverbs, we've been introduced to the wise man, to the naive. We're going to look at the sluggard. We're going to look at the fool. And uh, we see that that's what takes place in the book of Proverbs. The foolish person in Proverbs is the person who trusts in himself or herself. The foolish person is the one who trusts in himself or herself and not God. The the wise person is the one who trusts and fears the Lord. The the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. That's been our theme verse. I'm going to pop it up in a second. 
So none of us want to be in the destruction business, right, ladies? We all desire to be in the construction business. So how do we do that? How do we do that? So let's compare and primarily contrast a foolish mama versus a wise mama. We're going to use an acrostic if you even get a bulletin. So a worldly mama builds in her kids a false sense of security a false sense of security. We said, Pastor Gary, where do you get that? Well, there are a number of places. In Proverbs 1-7, the key verse we've been looking at in this study, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Fools despise wisdom and instruction. So as we begin to fear God as men and women, we recognize this is where knowledge begins. And, and, but the foolish person despises wisdom and instruction. Now, the book of uh, uh, Proverbs is wisdom literature. And it's all about wisdom. In fact, the first seven chapters are a metaphor of what wisdom is. So we have to define wisdom. I I love one definition written by one author who said, wisdom is the application of biblical truth to life's events. It's taking biblical truth and applying them to life's events. So it's walking with Christ, honoring Christ, loving Christ, and recognizing that we, as we apply biblical truth to the, the the biblical knowledge we have and that biblical truth to life, that is what wisdom is. Conversely, the person who despises instruction is a fool. They despise wisdom, they despise instruction. We'll see that verse in a second. Instruction in Proverbs is instruction in the word of God. So wisdom is the application of biblical knowledge to life situations. Foolishness or despising instruction is not being taught or trained in the word of God. In fact, in Proverbs 1.22, it says, how long, O naive ones, will you love being a simple-minded? And scoffers delight themselves in scoffing, and fools hate what? Knowledge. And he says, this is what the naive person does. This is the simple-minded. This is what the scoffer does. They reject knowledge, and knowledge here is biblical knowledge. So you have to have biblical knowledge, biblical truth to apply it to skills. And he says, this is the person who denies that, who walks away from that, who does not have that in their life goes on in Proverbs and it says in 28, 26, it pulls all this together. He who trusts in his own heart is a fool, but he who walks wisely will be delivered. He who trusts in his own heart is a fool. Saying, if you tell your kids, you go the way of the world and, and the things that you focus on are their intellect, their athleticism, or athleticism their, their performances and their achievements, that's, that's the way of the world. And don't mishear me, you celebrate those things. We've had a lot of kids graduate high school and college this year. I love seeing all the Facebook posts and we celebrate that. We honor that. We honor them and we're grateful for that. But we want even more than that for them, don't we? We want to celebrate who they are in Christ. We want to point them to the Savior. We we want to recognize it's not just externals, but even more importantly, it's the internals of walking with Christ. By the way, ladies, let me say this, and I, I should have said in the introduction, All this begins with your heart being transformed by Jesus. Otherwise, I'm just giving you moral principles. But when your heart is transformed by Jesus, that's the beginning of being this wise mama. It's knowing Christ as your savior. And then as you know him as your savior, you begin to apply those things. So the foolish mama is the one who says, hey, you can do it on your own. You can be whatever you want to be. You can accomplish what you want to accomplish. And never points their kids to the savior where the scriptures say, I can do all things through what? Through Christ who strengthens me. And it's recognizing that our strength, our power, our might, who we are, even the abilities we have, the intellect we've been given are all a gift from the Heavenly Father. And so we honor Him in the midst of that. That's what a wise mama does. She doesn't build a false sense of security in the lives of her kids, but she recognizes that there's true security in who they are in Christ. A wise mama, 
A godly mama teaches her kids their worth as in Christ. In Proverbs 31, very familiar passage to you ladies who study the word of God, it says this in verse 30, it says, charm is deceitful, beauty is vain, but a woman who fears God, she shall be praised. It's focusing upon the internals of what, what's happening there. Every Mother's Day, I, I didn't do it this year, but almost every Mother's Day, I pick up Bev's older Bible. She doesn't use it much anymore. It's an old Ryrie study Bible, just like the one I have. Mine's a black cover, hers is a red cover. And here's the one thing I love seeing in there. In the margins, pray this for Sarah and Daniel. Pray this for Sarah and Daniel. Pray this for Sarah and Daniel. Over and over. I see that in the margins of her Bible. Also prayed for me. But here we are, Mother's Day focusing. So our daughter's here with her family. And she had a mama who prayed for her over and over and over and over. And I had a mama who prayed for me. Some of my early memories are my mom praying with me and over me. And then my dad came to faith when I was a junior in high school. And when he came to faith, my mom and dad began to get on their knees in the living room every morning and pray together. My bedroom was right next to that. I was sowing some oats. They were praying for a crop failure at that time. <laughs> but they were on their knees praying. They're, they're down there. That, and now my dad, I, we're, we're getting what we call a bonus mom. Pam, who plays a keyboard, she and my dad are get married in two weeks. And so uh, it, I'm living in the middle of a Hallmark movie right now. It's absolutely... <laughs> It's like, oh my gosh. But, but here's the reality. Pam's a godly praying woman as well. And we're blessed to have, we're calling her bonus mom is what we're calling her. So, uh, so what, what a delight to be surrounded by godly women who are constantly in prayer for families. Ladies, let me encourage you. Many of you are those ladies. Many of you ladies like that. I, I, I've been in this pulpit for 37 and a half years. And to see generations rise up and bless God because of your faithfulness, because of your modeling, because of your prayers is a blessing to us. And as your pastor, I just want to commend you and pray that you continue to do that. And you continue to honor the way that you're, the example that you're setting. So a godly mama builds in her sons and daughter the recognition that their worth is in Christ, not in the things of the world. A worldly mama offers worldly counsel, right? I mean, should go without saying. Look at what it says in Proverbs 16, 25. There's a way which seems right to man, but in the end, it's the way of death. So the counsel of the world is, hey, be what you want to be. Do what you want to do. It's your life. Accomplish what you want. And those things are true, but only when it's centered in Christ, we want to make that happen. Worldly counsel is not even focusing upon God and the things of God, but focusing on the things of the world. The, the achievements, the, the abilities, and all that they've done, which are great things to celebrate, but recognize there's so much more to that. And when you do that, you pulse them to your kids, the tremendous blessings of life. Uh, the best book Bev and I ever read on parenting, I think, was uh, Shepherding a Child's Heart by Ted Tripp. Uh, get your pens ready, so, or your phones, you can jot that in. How many of you have read that book already? Shepherding a Child's Heart, a bunch of you have. Shepherding a Child's Heart, Ted Tripp. It, even if you're older, like, uh, like we are, man, it's a great book to give to your kids when they're raising their kids. And basically what Tripp says is focus on internals, not externals. Celebrate the externals. Honor what God has done through your kids. I mean, ring the cowbells and shoot the streamers off and, and have the cakes and do everything, but, but recognize the most important thing you can give to your kids is what's internal. In Deuteronomy chapter 6, the nation of Israel is given this command by God. It's called the Shema, the great Shema, because the Hebrew word for hear is Shema. And it begins with that. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and all your might. Does that sound familiar? 
Those are the words of Christ spoken to the rich young ruler when he asked, what's the greatest commandment? And then he goes on and he says, these words about loving God, these things I'm commanding you today shall be on your heart and you shall teach them diligently to your sons and you should talk of them when you sit in the house and when you walk by the way and when you lie down and when you rise up, bind them as a sign on your hands and on the frontals of your forehead and put them on the doorpost of your house and on your gates. He's saying, as you go through life, make sure you talk about the spiritual life and the things of God and the love of God to your kids. You pulse those into them. And it's amazing, ladies, the great opportunity you have as moms. I mean, kids just, I mean, life is not right without you. I mean, it's one thing to give advice, right? I mean, all mamas give advice. Your mama gave you advice, my mama gave me advice. Well, in fact, we all have the same mama. I I can prove that. Uh, My mama used to say the same thing your mama said. She said, uh, come on, close that door. You were not, well, I got the same mama. (laughs) I'm telling you. My mama used to say, if you don't have anything nice to say, we all got the same mama everywhere in the world, I'm telling you. It's one thing to give advice, it's another thing to model it, isn't it? It's a whole other thing to go that way. And let me tell you, those little eyes are on you. Those little eyes are on you. We, as you know, we've got five grandboys and one granddaughter. Emerson Kate's down here, she's the one standing with me over here. She's our only granddaughter. Yesterday she came out with this little bag. And I said, Emerson, what do you have in there? What'd you tell me, sweetie? makeup. And what did Papa Do say? You're too young to put makeup on. No, I didn't say that. I said, where are you going with that bag? And she said, honey's room. And so I kind of stuck my head around the door and here's Bev putting makeup on and here's Emerson putting makeup on and Sarah had makeup on. So where did she learn that at seven years old? Where did Sarah learn that? Where did she learn how to accessorize? Where did she learn how to shop? Right, Bill? She knows how to shop, right? My daughter knows how to shop. She comes by that quite naturally, I'm telling you. But, but here's the reality, their eyes are on you. They're, they're watching every move you make. And even when they get older, they're still watching you. They can be adult kids, they're still watching you. And they respect you and they love you. How many guys have you ever seen with a tattoo that says dad on their arm? <laughs> What's it always say? That's not bad right there, by the way. It always says the same thing, right? Mom. In fact, they never keep watching here. Watch this right here. It's, it's, run that video for me, Jim, about, you'll recognize one of the actors in this, by the way. I need you to put your arms out like this. And when I throw the ball, you catch it. You ready? Here we go. Good job. <laughs> Let's go, team! Come on! Good job! Good job! Wow. Go! Go! That's my boy! How's that? Tight. That's how it's supposed to be. You want to be the one giving the hit, not taking it. Go! Wildcats! Wildcats, our national champions! 
to go out like this in your senior year as a national champion has to be an incredible feeling. It's unbelievable. Is there anything you'd like to say to the folks back home? Uh, actually, there's somebody I want to give a special shout out to. Skeeta Jenkins. Skeeta's a TBCer. He was here at the 8.15 hour. And uh, he does some acting on the side. And so I told him, we're going to buy you a new TV, bro. That was like ancient up there. <laughs> and secondly, I know he's got two daughters. I said, I know you don't have a son because if your son's playing a national championship game, you're not sitting in the living room watching him. I'm going to tell you that. <laughs> but here's the reality. A wise woman, a, a, a godly mom, is one who uh, instructs them in truth. Teach them the truth about who they are in God. Hero Israel, the Lord our God is one. And you teach them those things. And as you shepherd them, as you love them, as you care for them, as you pulse these things into, the, into their lives, it's a, it's a high privilege. And you ladies have been given the high privilege of impacting and imprinting lives for the Savior. What a blessing. Those eyes never come off of you. Doesn't matter if you're 65, if you're 25, they're going to be watching you the whole time. And so I pray that you'll continue to honor Christ with your life as I do that. So what are you reading? How do you talk to your spouse? How do you talk about others? They're watching you. They're learning from you. They're going to imitate you. In fact, there was a note that was sent to uh, a, a kindergarten teacher uh, and the kindergarten handed the teacher and the note said, the opinions expressed by this child are not necessarily those of the parents. <laughs> oh, yes, they are. Oh, yes, they are. Jim Dobson said this. What we leave in our children is more important than what we leave in our, what we leave in our children is more important than what we leave to our children. What we leave in them is more important than what we leave to them. And so many of us are seeking to build this empire, to leave our kids, whatever it is, and the reality, what we place in them is probably more important. Now, when I read that to my son, uh, I said, what we leave in our children is more important than what we leave to them. He said, you could add $2 million to that and I'll be really happy, so. That's not going to happen. Um, a worldly mama poses authority. A worldly mama poses authority. Um, do not speak in the hearing of a fool for he will despise the words of wisdom. I mean, he'll despise wisdom of your words. And so um, we need to teach our kids authority. When we don't teach our kids authority, they live their lives blaming others. They blame the teacher. They blame the principal. They blame the policeman. They blame everybody else. And they grow up to be young people and even older who move from job to job to job to job because they can't be under anybody's authority. It's always somebody else's fault. It's the company's fault. It's the boss's fault. I'm the only one pulling my weight around here. Nobody else measures up. And so they move on and on because they're never taught to respect authority. And I think what a godly mama does is that she models and shows her kids what it means to submit to authority, to do that. And you build into your life. And ultimately, it's because you want them to submit to the Heavenly Father, Right? You want them to submit to the Heavenly Father. In Proverbs 6.20, it says, My son, observe the commandments of your father. Do not forsake the teaching of your mother. It's talking about being under the authority of a mom and a dad, responding to them. And also the observation here, if you look at that, it's that we are making, men are giving commands and, and women are teaching. And so we have that privilege as parents to do that and should be doing that. A wise son makes a father glad, but a foolish man despises his mother. And uh, so we see that. A, a worldly mama leaves a poor legacy. A worldly mama leaves a poor legacy. When she's living like a fool, 
giving our kids a false sense of security, offering worldly counsel, opposing authority, you end up leaving a poor legacy. A wise son makes a father glad. A foolish son is a grief to his mama. Tragically, in a church our size, there are some foolish sons and daughters out there. It breaks our hearts that it when that happens. But the, the great news is there's always room for redemption and repentance and reconciliation. Scriptures also say this in Proverbs, he who sires a fool does so to his sorrow. The father of a fool has no joy. And so we recognize that's what happens. They leave an ungodly legacy. A foolish son's a grief to his father and bitterness to the one who bore him. The flip side of that, though, the contrast to that is a godly mom establishes a lasting legacy. A godly mom establishes a lasting legacy. I'll give you a verse not in Proverbs for that, okay? 3 John 4. 3 John 4. It's Bev and I's favorite verse on parenting. It says this, I have no greater joy than to see my children walking in truth. I have no greater joy to see my children walking in truth. Now, in the context, he's obviously speaking of spiritual children. But the reality of it is that's true in our homes as well, isn't it? There is no greater joy than when your kids walk in truth. I've got my daughter and my son-in-law here. They walk in truth. Our son and daughter-in-law uh, walk in truth. And there's no greater joy. I would say conversely, there's probably no greater pain than when our children don't walk in truth. When we long for the prodigal to come home. And so as godly mamas, as you live out your life before your family and they see that, you're a wise woman. I pray that you establish a lasting legacy. One of the things that Bev and I have been praying for for many years is that we'll have generational faithfulness in our family, that we would model that. I had parents that modeled that. I had grandparents on my mom's side that modeled especially. But I've been praying, 2 Timothy 2.2 says, Paul's writing to Timothy, he says, the things you've heard from me in the presence of many witnesses, teach these to faithful men who would teach others also. So as I read 2 Timothy 2.2, there are four generations. There's Paul, there's Timothy, there's faithful men, there's the faithful men they're going to teach to. So in my notes on my prayer cards, I've been praying that Bev and I would have four generations of faithful followers of Christ. And so to my grandkids over here, Hudson, Jackson, Grayson, and Emerson, I pray that you'll be faithful young men and women and that you'll walk with the Savior each day as you embrace him and know him because you are that third generation. And that one day when God gives you wives and a husband and you have kiddos of your own, that they'll walk with Christ. Because that's what Papa has been praying for a lot of years. Amen? Can't go there. <laughs> so, I mean, that, that is our prayer. Our prayer is that there will be faith for generations to come. And I pray that God honors our prayer. I pray that it's looking down from heaven or being here to see it, that those things will happen. So, be grateful for a wise mama. Hey, some of you have mamas sitting around you right now, and they are godly, faithful women. This is a great time for you to get up and give them a great big hug right now. You got a godly mama here? Go ahead, stand up. You can stand up and get to them. If you can't reach them, you go get them right now. You got a godly mama, you go do that. There you go. We'll give you a minute. All right. Now, some of you have the mama of your kids with you. This is a great time to go and give them a hug and thank God for the mama of your kids as well. So I'm going to do that. Bev always comes to me. I'm going to go down to her. Love you.
So ladies, here's how we want to close. You know, in my almost four decades of being here, I've met a lot of women who say, as a mom, I feel like I'm inadequate or I'm impatient or I failed or I've really struggled. But I want you to know that's not how your kids see you typically. They see you differently than that. And a lot of you are really hard on yourself. So here's how we're included. I'm going to show you a video and hopefully it'll be an encouragement to your mamas. This is maybe how you see yourself, but this is how your kids see you. And then the monks are going to come back up and sing a song that they've written uh, for uh, modeling Jesus to us. And then I'll come and pray for us. And they'll be out in the foyer, by the way, if you'd like to just thank them for being here or buy a CD from them, they'll be glad to do that afterwards. So watch this video, moms, to encourage you of how your kids see you when you feel like you may be inadequate. perfectionist and so that's hard with kids. There's definitely days when I have my doubts about my abilities. I struggle with my temper. I struggle with like how I react with situations. I wish I knew how to I guess just calm myself before speaking to them. I wish I was better at taking time to sit down and just listen more to my child. I wish I was more confident and being a mom. I'm not the most patient person in the world. Patience. Patience is far and away probably the biggest struggle. I just want them to know just how much I love them. Awesome. He's fun to snuggle with. Pretty funny. She does cook a lot of food for me. She's just unique. That's why I love her so much. We go on dates together. Like, we go shopping. She loves me a lot. I have a lot of favorite things about my mom. We like to watch movies together and color and stuff. We go to church together. We volunteer together. She is like my heart, I guess you could say, because she's that close to me. My favorite thing is to jump on a trampoline with my mom. That's my most favorite thing to go up high. We like get ice cream or something and like you go to the nail salon and have fun. <laughs> my mommy's my hero. She's pretty and beautiful. She is my hero. She just will care about me and just always love me forever. She's the best. <laughs> That's so awesome. <laughs> I always seem to focus mostly on the negative, and I guess I can walk out of here and say that I'm doing something great and that my child is viewing me in totally different lenses as I would view myself. So that's, that's inspiring. This is my calling. This is my 
job. This is what I love to do and I will do it better and with love each and every day because those kids count on me and they love me for what I'm doing. So much that I want to teach you With the good 
Thank you, Trent and Shelley, for leading us once again. And uh, while we stand together, I'd like to pray for us one more time. Father, it's with great joy that we gather on this day and that we send our dear friends here, our flock, our family, out to do business for you. On this day, we honor these mamas and encourage them in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Lord bless you. Have a great week.